You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
Let's talk about a song that's a very, very different stylistic song. It's a song about Tony Stark called Iron Man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, one of the reasons I actually thought this would be a fun song to discuss, because this was an example of me breaking out of like my hometown and then writing a letter like to my parents. Before I I feel like I was fully developed into, not that I'm ever going to be fully developed into who I am, but I think I was like on such a journey of like needing to prove something still on this journey of breaking away and making my own and having nothing and learning how to like build something for myself. And I'm going to be this thing and I'm going to prove to you that I can, I'm who I am. And that, you know, it's that it was such a letter that song. <laughs> so it's not a song about Tony Stark. No, that's a song written to my parents. Yeah. It's a love note to your parents? It was like a pain note to my parents. A pain note, right? Because it's in this minor key and it's like a slow... It's just kind of like this relationship to parents where it's like you break away and then you're trying to figure out who you are and they're like worried about you and always asking you like, okay, so what's happening now? Like, what have you set up for yourself now? Is there anything else? Like, how's music going? What's happening? (laughs) Are you going to, is something going to happen? Are you, (laughs) you're just like grinding and grinding and grinding and pounding the pavement. And I don't think my parents will ever have a real insight into how hard of a worker I actually am or was because I didn't live at home for any of that, you know? And so I think that the exhaustion from trying to make this thing happen and have to then constantly check in with the people that are worried about you that are like, I don't know if you should keep going down this path because it's just not really working out. You know, that's where that song came from. I come from a big family of seven kids and my youngest brother said, you can only go home to visit the parents for three days. The first day, it's all hugs and kisses and how wonderful it is to see you. The second day is, so what are you up to? And the third day is they realize they're your parents and they can give you unsolicited advice nonstop. That is actually brilliant. (laughs) That it's time to go back. I would say that's actually brilliant because I do actually remember feeling like, man, three days is perfect. Like I actually have had that thought before. Longer than three is like, it turns into like, I used to have like panic attacks when I would go home and stay for too long and and an identity crisis because I would be like, I don't know who I am right now. I'm back here again and I'm trying to be the person that I know these people see me as. I'm kind of carving this whole new path and it's this whole new mentality and structure and way of living 
And then I'm coming back to this and I'm like, got to explain it. And then I'm like having a crisis because I'm not even acting like my new self. I, I fall back into my old patterns and I'm all of a sudden I need someone to take care of me again. Or it's that kind of thing. Like you're always the child until you maybe, I think that that all changes when you actually become a parent too, because I do feel like your parents look at you and they're like, oh, okay, it's real for you now. <laughs> but when you're trying to prove that in your like twenties, you're like, I'm going to make it. I promise you, like, I'm going to, there's going to be evidence that something worked <laughs> at some point. Me not again and again, not really having any of that evidence, you know, and which is like such a part of my own existential journey was to like, get to this place where it's not about them. You know, it's not about like anyone else, me proving anything to anyone. It's about getting okay with you. What does it mean to you, Asia, to be an Iron Man? Oh man, for me, that was like, like the sensitivity that I have to everything in life, which is like any artist I feel pretty much learning how to navigate that and maybe to have boundaries where you can protect yourself. And that maybe for me at the time was being an Iron Man, you know? Why didn't you write Iron Woman? Like, why didn't you see yourself as this Joan of Arc? This is like actually a tricky conversation because I really respect everyone's viewpoint on like gender, but I don't like through my own self, like I don't feel that labels are needed and I've never really felt that way. So when people would be like, why isn't it say woman? I would be like, mm, I don't know. It was irritating. It was always irritating to me to be like, put like woman in there. I don't know why. You and your husband have been like the leaders of defending the LGBTQ rights in the state of Utah and perhaps nationwide in some respects with the work you've done. I think, you know, I, I like to call, we like to call ourselves allies because I think one of the things we both are very sensitive to is like, we're not taking this movement as like, this is my movement. I'm the authority on this because I, I am just a friend of the community and and an ally. Yeah. You're not the leaders in it. You're friends supporting the cause. Yes. We are like here to like lift up and support and love and give a safe space. And I think, and create more safe space. And I think I've always had like a lot of, I just, I love people. So I guess anytime I see something where I'm like, people are being poorly and fairly untreated and policed by other people, it really is hard for me, hard for me to like, let that go because I just love people and I feel like people deserve to like live their own journey and have their freedoms. And as long as they're not hurting other people and hopefully not hurting themselves, you know, I really believe in like the freedom to figure out your journey, you know? Dan, there's one musical thing in this song that I just love because I know you are the percussionist, but is the simple triangle note. God, you'd, uh, it's been a long time. You know what's, oh my gosh. Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Oh, so, you know what's really funny? So, that was not a tri triangle note. That was this bell. We were at Linda Perry's studio. <laughs> so, I don't even know if there would be a way for you to hear this because this version no longer exists on Spotify or any streaming service. You would have to have the original... Nico Vega self-titled CD 
we thought like secret tracks were a cool thing. So there is a secret track where I continue playing that bell and I improved a song about the bells chiming. (laughs) (laughs) Dan plays the bell. Wait, can you redo it? I don't, I know you remember. I can barely remember it. Better than that is I will send it to you. No, 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 no. I want you to sing it. You can't sing it. (laughs) The bells are chiming. The bells, (laughs) but 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 I also did this thing where I purposely cracked my voice, and everyone just thought it was because I was no, that was not on purpose. That was an accident. I'll do it again. Stay. (laughs) The bells are chiming. The bells. (laughs) So that was how our record ended. But I'm sure you had another question regarding that. But I do remember even like when we were having that song mixed there was a moment where we focused on that bell hit and kind of getting the the right reverb and right level. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's just like one of these wonderful things in the melody that just accentuates the lyric and the moment of the song. And it like stands out and surprises you and reinforces the feeling. And a lot of songwriting is about trying to communicate a feeling through this marriage of words and sounds And when you hear like a Linda Perry saying, why don't you go bang that bell right here? Just one time. Don't do it more than that. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I think that's kind of the cool thing about percussion kind of coming up when you're, you know, a a session musician and you're learning percussion. It's, It's really not overplaying and, you know, not just dropping stuff all over a track. I mean, it's like, I mean, as you said it, like that that one moment, it's this, you know, little hanging bell and it's something that you you noticed and it's something that becomes an integral, like memorable hook in the production. This song has some great lines in it. And especially now that I understand that it's a a, a note to your parents and I'm a sheep when it comes to explaining and I'm afraid of the thoughts that you're making. And then my favorite is I wish that I could know the difference between your smiles and frowns. And that one is like, I think that's how every kid thinks their parent is looking at them. Whereas every parent thinks they're either smiling or frowning to the kid. (laughs) Yeah. We are now I'm a parent, you know, (laughs) we are. It's it's true. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) To give the look like I'm not smiling and I'm not frowning. You figure it out what I'm doing here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, a balance of like of awe at what you created and then questions about, you know, how you both, you know, as a team managed to fuck it up. Yeah, or an, and as an adult like going to your parents, it's hard to tell when it's like they're encouraged and excited and really if they like it. <laughs> I've been a pretty obscure musician at times in my life and I think there were several times where it was also like, do they hear me? Do they understand it? Is it like too much? I can't get a read of like, do they get it? Is it good to them? Do you think this is crap? I can't tell, you know, like, and then I think as I've developed even more into an adult, my relationship with them is so different now. I think they really see me clearly and understand me more. And I think they're more expressive now. I think maybe because it's also not hanging on my survival anymore your parents can't help but be worried when you're younger and they're like, um, okay, this is really cool. It's not probably going to make a million dollars. 
I'm going to make a million dollars for you guys because I'm going to be your song pitch master right now. I'm going to ask the Disney Marvel people to use this as the theme song to the next <laughs> Iron Man movie. Okay. Robert Downey will endorse this. Look, every Bond movie started with a great song. This is as great a song to start the Iron Man movie franchise that you oh. will ever ever find the people at disney marvel oh okay and i want my audience to send this to the disney marvel people with their twitter and instagram and facebook support around that oh, idea you are so sweet it's funny i think we thought like even when we wrote iron man it was like soon after that at some point i think was the first iron man movie and i remember this conversation has been floating around for so long so many years you're like, man, if they just would have used this for the actual movie, it would have been, it also would have brought this like cool contrast to like, cause it is a very sad song too. And it, he's probably pretty sad, you know? <laughs> Tony Stark is a complex, sad character. Exactly. I was like, maybe this is perfect for him, right? <laughs> he's a hostage to his pride. He has all the things that this song talks about. And I want this in the next movie. And that's the end of this song discussion. <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.